What's up, Warriors, and welcome to Warrior Life Podcast number 415. I am Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson, and this week I want to talk about what's in your pockets because you may be making certain mistakes that you really ought not make when it comes to your daily carry. All right, are you ready? Then let's talk EDC mistakes. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right, we're back. This is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson this week. I am a member of the EDC community, Everyday Carry. I know that I am because I have all kinds of people that I follow on Instagram and who follow me back, and we all carry lots and lots of stuff in our pockets. And that means that we are members of the EDC community. But the fact is that uh, carrying stuff, your daily carry, can get you into trouble, you can make mistakes with it, or it can simply fail you when you need it. Um, We want to avoid all of these mistakes. We want to make sure that the things we carry will serve us well. And we also want to make sure that we aren't making overt mistakes that can end up causing us trouble. I got into some trouble at the state fair a while back. Um, I was carrying a knife clip to my pocket. The clip was visible. Security at the state fair has always been kind of hit or miss. You really never know what you're going to encounter. And for whatever reason, that day or that person, I drew... The, the jerk in the yellow t-shirt, because, you know, they all had t-shirts the same color, who seemed to think that they were empowered to just, you know, pat me down and search my person, and boy, they were going to save the world from me having pocket accessories. Now, the reason I didn't make a scene was because 50 feet from us were about 20 state police officers, because it was the state fair, and one of the things the state fair has in abundance are state police officers. But I I noted with some irritation how obnoxious this person was. They were trying to stop me from taking a knife into the state fairgrounds. As far as I know, like, there have been other times I've seen people walk right through the gates wearing, you know, standard utility folding knives in belt sheaths on their belt, stuff like that. Again, the security has been hit or miss. The problem is, when you're carrying a knife that's visible and somebody at the gate tells you you can't bring that in here, your car is parked about five miles away. To get back to your car and then get back to the fair is no small thing. So in in this case, what I had to do was I took my knife, went behind an outbuilding that was near the, the entrance, and just tucked it away out of sight. Then as I started to go back in, that same jerk said, Sir, sir, I told you knives are not allowed. And I looked at her like she was insane because at that point I'm like, there's no knife visible. Now, I I also think that this person was profiling the pants I was wearing. I was wearing those 5'11 tactical pants that are just a dead giveaway. Like, I've since switched to just ordinary cargo pants from Walmart. But, man, those tactical pants, nothing says I've got gear more like a pair of 5'11s. So I think that was part of it. But for a second, I had no idea why this person was still hassling me. Come to find out, my flashlight was also clipped in my pocket, and the flashlight had a metal clip on it. It looked just like a knife clip. So I had to take it out of my pocket and show it to her and go, it's a flashlight. And I was really annoyed at that point. And then I just kept going because uh, my anger was overriding my good sense, and I was, oh, I was, I was hot. Um, it was dumb to get, get into it with security because you could conceivably take what's supposed to be a pleasant day and turn it into something very unpleasant. 
what I should have known was not to carry anything that was visible because they don't pat you down going into the state fair. And unless they implement this in future iterations, there there aren't there are no wandings. They're not wanding anybody. I've had that happen by surprise. I always carry all kinds of stuff, and I went to a baseball game for the first time in forever. Well, between the last time I'd been to a local baseball game and this time, they had instituted wanding. There were people at tables wanding everybody going in, because I guess there had been some violent incidents. So all of a sudden, I had to go back to my car. Fortunately, it was not too far away, and dump the eight pounds of of everyday carry. We'll get to that, too. I'll, I'll explain why that's a mistake. I had to dump that all in the trunk of my car and then come back. They knew exactly what I was doing. They thanked me for doing that so they didn't have to deal with it. Um, their wanding was not exactly, I mean, it was pretty sloppy. You know, you could still conceivably get away with quite a lot. Um, and I I don't have the option of carrying a non-metallic knife in my state because they're illegal. We're going to talk about that, too. But uh, uh, had I, I probably could have gotten away with that. Um, it's disturbing to think that not only are there enough violent incidents at the local baseball stadium that they had to institute this type of security, but also it's disturbing to think that they've instituted this type of security to make sure that you are helpless when you go in there. Because it is still possible to get a concealed carry permit in my state. It's it's a may issue sort of situation rather than a shall issue, but there are still plenty of people walking around who could be legally armed when they go into that stadium. But the stadium security is not going to let them in if they're carrying a legally carried weapon. Uh, and that makes me angry too. I thought about all of this when I thought about everyday carry mistakes. You know, the sort of the misadventures that I've had carrying my daily accessories. And I'm not even talking about guns. I'm talking about a knife, a flashlight, various other gear, stuff that these people don't want me to have. You know, I usually have like a Coupaton keychain, which is legal, but you know, it's just this side illegal because you get any bigger than that and you could be, uh, you, they could nab you for carrying a baton, which is not legal. So, all of these things play into what I, what the decisions I make when I fill my pockets at the beginning of the day. Uh, and I have a lot of stuff that I carry all the time. Um, I carry a bandana. I carry a notepad because, you know, I, I, my memory is a steel colander, as I like to say. I can't remember anything. So I carry a notepad with a pen built in so that I always have the means to take notes if I have to try and remember something, even if it's just a food order. Um, I carry a lighter. I don't smoke, but I carry a lighter because you never know when you're going to need one. Um, I carry uh, one of those tube, uh, it's called a buff or a, what do they call it now? There's a different name for it. Um, But those fabric tubes that we were all wearing when we shouldn't have been for COVID because they don't do anything and actually make things worse. So I carry one of those because you never know when you're going to need to blend in with an Antifa riot. Um, And also if I need an emergency face mask, I mean, the face masks don't really do much. So at least I can comply with the rules um, if I don't have something better with me. Uh, And then I carry, um, I have my keychain with my coupon on it. I have a utility knife that I carry in my back pocket. I usually have a daily carry knife. Um, I have a flashlight and a tactical pen. And then my wallet. And my wallet has a bunch of gear in it too. That's a lot. I mean, that's pretty much maxed out. If I weren't wearing cargo pants, I wouldn't have pockets for all of these things. So you have to tailor your, your EDC to your mode of dress and what you do habitually as well. But with all of that said, the first mistake that you could conceivably make when it comes to everyday carry is carrying too much. Um, I feel like there are people in the everyday carry community who are trying very hard to be Mad Max in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. If you've never seen that movie, 
there's a scene where he's told to, that no weapons are permitted inside this place. So he starts taking weapons off his person. And before he's done, he's got this giant pile of stuff. Like, he just doesn't run out of weapons. He's carrying more weapons than you could possibly imagine on his person. And I feel like there's a lot of guys out there who think that it would be cool to have a similar situation happen to them. You'll see people who are really proud of, like, the five knives they carry on them every day. I think you really max out at about two. I mean, you've got two hands. And yes, you could lose one or something, but I feel like beyond a certain point, you're you're creating liabilities. You're creating the opportunity to lose stuff, and you're just making your daily carry very heavy. So, you know, if you're carrying four, five, six knives, that, that's really unnecessary. You're better off with carrying one knife where you always know where it is, and then maybe a utility blade, or at most the same knife on both sides of your body set up the same don't reverse the pocket clip that way you only have to learn a draw for either knife with your right hand and a draw for either knife with your left hand if you switch that clip you're doubling the number of draws you have to try and ingrain um so just keep that in mind you're better off just carrying something though that you can rely on because again it's under stress it's going to be all you can do to get to that one thing. You're not going to be thinking about the six choices you have on your person. I have actually been in a situation where I was being mugged and I thought I was going to have to go for my knife. And I couldn't I couldn't get my knife into my hand. Um, it, my, my, the adrenal stress, the, you know, I had lobster claws for hands and suddenly I just couldn't get my knife into my hand. Eventually I managed to get my hand on it. I'm like, okay, there's no way I'm going to be able to open this folding knife. I'm going to have to use it as a striking implement. There was another case where I did get my knife out. It was a larger folding knife, and I think that's why. I had to. I got it out, and I snapped it open, and I was waiting you know, for a couple of guys that had been following me and some people I was with. And then as soon as I got my knife out, they were still far enough away that I don't know for sure they were following me. But they took a sudden right turn, like 90 degrees, and went the other way. <laughs> so I, I think... They meant to mug us, and then they noticed that I was ready for them, so they went off to pick someone else. It could just be coincidence. Um, and I wasn't as obviously in danger at that time, so I don't know if, if there was more adrenal stress, if I would have had just as much difficulty getting that folding knife out. But those are those are the two times I've had to put my hands on knives in what I thought were real situations. I, I'm here to tell you, if you're carrying like six knives, it's not going to matter. You're just carrying extra weight. Um, so... Keep that in mind. Keep your everyday carry items pared down to the essentials. Otherwise, you're just going to have too much stuff. It's just going to be too heavy. Everybody's threshold for too heavy is different. Um, if you clank when you walk, it's probably a good sign that you should pare it down. But think about the weight. Think about, like, how much am I carrying and do I need to be carrying all that around? Okay? So just, just keep that in mind. Uh, number two in EDC mistakes to avoid is not learning from mistakes. And by that, I mean, uh, if you have the opportunity to add something to your everyday carry that doesn't increase your weight load too much and you experience a problem where, oh, I wish I had this and you don't have this, then to not at least consider adding that to the complement of your daily carry stuff would be a mistake. Um, there have been times when I'm like, oh gosh, I wish I had a writing implement of any kind. One of the reasons I carry my little notepad with this little built-in pen is that way I know if I ever have to leave a note at any time, if I ever need a pen for something, I have one. Uh, and that's served me well more than once. And the little notebook, you know, fits in a little slash pocket of my cargo pants and I don't even know it's there half the time. There's a bunch of stuff that I carry in my wallet for the same reason. I have a, uh, it's a, like a lock picking card. Um, there's a lock picking tool called a, a shove knife, which really is just to help you 
Um, they call it loiding, which is short for celluloid. You can use a credit card to open some doors. It's the same principle. The shove knife is curved. You put it behind the the, the little locking part of the door, I don't even know the terminology, and then you can wiggle that open in some cases if there's nothing, no metal shield there to stop you from doing it. So I carry one of those in my wallet because there have been times when I needed to get past a door legally, not for anything nefarious, and I needed a tool to do it. Well, this is the size of a credit card. It doesn't bulk up my wallet too much, so I added it. Um, I carry some Band-Aids in my wallet. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, I need a Band-Aid, and I had one, either for myself or for someone else. I was in a bookstore once uh, at some event. Um, I think it was a Harry Potter-related event, and uh, I wasn't actually participating in the Harry Potter event, but I was there chaperoning someone who was. And I heard a kid go, Mom, I cut myself. It must have, probably a paper cut. And he was bleeding pretty bad. And she's like, oh, I don't have a Band-Aid, and I need one. And I said, um, pardon me, I have one. So... This kid is now walking around the bookstore with a knifekits.com band-aid because uh, Knife Kits is a company that I buy Kydex supplies from, and they always send, as kind of an in-joke, they send band-aids that have their brand printed on them. So I take those band-aids and I put them in my wallet. I've been carrying Knife Kits brand band-aids, branded band-aids in my wallet for a long time, and they've served me very well. So whenever you find that you need something, make sure you consider adding it to your EDC. Um, there's a lot of compact options out there. It doesn't mean you have to bulk everything up. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, this one time I wished I had uh, 50 feet of paracord, so I always keep a wad of paracord stuffed in my pockets. Obviously, you're not going to do that. Evaluate each time you encounter a I wish I had this with me type of situation. Is there a way to add that to my EDC in an unobtrusive way, or is it just going to bulk it up and it's just not practical to consider having that. Now, where I do keep things like that is in my car. Your car is sort of an extended EDC, and I've had to force myself to pare down the junk I was carrying in my car, too, because my trunk got so full that I couldn't actually put any groceries in it. So it is possible to get carried away adding stuff to the trunk of your car. Um, but, for example, I carry rope in the back of my car, I have had times when I pulled over to help somebody and they needed rope. So I was able to give it to them. I, I pulled over once to help someone and I, I realized there's a certain amount of risk in pulling over to help people, but I want to live in a world where people stop to help you. And I have personally benefited from people stopping to help me. I was out late at night on a highway once in a very beat up old Honda and I drove one of the tires right off the car. It, it was so bald that it blew. Well, I went to change the tire and put the donut on only to discover that my jack was broken. I had never tried the jack before and it didn't work. And I'm standing there staring at this tire going, I don't know what to do. And before I could start thinking through the decision tree of, well, do I call AAA? I don't even think I had AAA at the time is one of the problems. But I'm trying to figure out what to do. And a, and a Jeep Cherokee rolls up and this guy gets out and he's like, hey, do you need help? And I'm like, uh, yes, actually. And he used his jack to jack up my car. He helped me change the tire. He even followed me for as long as our paths were the same to make sure that I was okay uh, as I got the rest of the way to where I was going. Um, I was really grateful for this guy's help. And I, I said, I, I don't know how to thank you. And he said something like, well, I guess you were just on our list. And it was just the nicest thing that anyone's done for me. And, and I wished I had done more to, to thank him for his help. Um, but ever since then, I, I've had kind of this... I have this karma to pay off, karma spelled C-A-R-M-A, uh, and so if I see someone who needs help, I'll stop. And I was on the highway, and I saw somebody with a, they were pulling a trailer with one of those three-wheeled motorcycles in it, you know, where the two wheels are on the front, 
and it, it was shifting and it was because whatever they had been using to try and keep it from shifting hadn't worked. And I stopped and I said, hey, do you need any help? He's like, no, not unless you've got some rope. And I'm like, actually, and the look on his face was like, why do you have rope? But I'll take it. So I was able to help him out because I always carry some extra. I just buy like poly rope from the dollar store and throw a couple of reels in there. Uh, it's, you know, the, the heavy poly rope that um, it's nasty stuff. It's like plastic and nasty. Um, sorry for the beeping. That was my Alexa telling me there's a weather alert. Um, but, you know, you can get it cheap and it's very strong. That's why I carry it. But it's cheap enough that I don't mind just giving it away if somebody needs it. So learn from your mistakes. If you If you see a reason... Uh, to have something, evaluate. How do I add this to my life? Do I add it? Is it something I want to always be carrying with me? Okay, uh, problem number three, style over substance. I know a lot of everyday carry is a question of style, but ask yourself, am I carrying this particular thing because it works, or am I carrying it because it looks cool, or because it says a certain commercial thing about me, like, this is the thing that people carry because they're cool. Like, if you're carrying a $400 folding knife as part of your daily carry, if you just love that knife and you figure life is short, you might as well carry good gear, that's one thing. But if you're carrying it as a way of like being in the club, being part of that crowd, when you lose that knife and every any everyday carry thing you carry is subject to the possibility of loss, if you lose that knife, it will now cost you $400 to replace it. Whereas if you were carrying a $40 Mercator or something like that, then it's a lot easier to replace that lost item. Uh, tactical pens are a great example. They're cool. I love tactical pens. I have an entire drawer that is full of nothing but tactical pens. Because people give them to me as gifts, and I buy them when I think they're cool. I've done some articles on tactical pens, so I accumulated some that way. Like, I have tactical pens to serve me for the rest of my life. But I know that in certain areas, I can't carry them. If I go to get on a plane, I carry a regular metal ballpoint pen. Because that regular metal ballpoint pen is going to get past security. Whereas a knurled tactical pen, they're going to see that for what it is. And they might or might not let it go through. And I don't want to take that chance. So always ask yourself, am I going with style over substance or is there something that I could carry that does the same thing just as well but costs less and is less overtly obvious as as being part of an EDC sort of self-defense mindset? Because out there in the world, you really need to hide that tendency because there's a lot of people who are determined to stop you from protecting yourself. It's just a fact. So keep that in mind. Um, And then finally... uh, Oh, not finally. Uh, Number three in my EDC problems to avoid is what I call Jason Bourne syndrome. No, I'm sorry, four. I can count. One was carrying too much. Two is not learning from mistakes. Three is style over substance. Four is Jason Bourne syndrome. Um, And that is, I love covert non-metallic knives. I'd love to be able to own some and carry them. Unfortunately, they are illegal in my state. Um, there are a lot of great makers, and I see them on Instagram all the time, who have really awesome, like G10 and other carbon fiber and, and all kinds of other non-metallic stuff that they make. Um, and those are awesome and would make great defensive tools, especially because they're very light and you almost forget that you're carrying them. But if you live in a place where they're not legal, and my state is one, then it's not worth carrying them. Um, I have a friend who lives in this state who carries these out of preference and says, look, I hope that they'll recognize if I were to have to defend myself, I would hope the authorities would recognize that I was defending myself and take that into account. And I'm sorry to say, they will not. 
They will barbecue you for breaking the law, for carrying an illegal weapon for self-defense because our authorities, our prosecutors, want you to be a victim. They do not want you defending yourself. And if you get off for defending yourself, if you get acquitted, it is only reluctantly. They hate you for defending yourself. That is the mindset of states like this. So uh, it's great to own and, and carry these super spy non-metallic items if you can do so legally. But if you can't, the good news is there's lots of less cool options out there that you can carry that are still legal. They, you know, it may not make you feel as cool to carry a regular metal pen or to carry a small pry bar or something like that, a flashlight. These are all mundane objects, but they're legal. And, you know, improvising one for a self-defense tool is going to be a lot better for you than, you know, one of these ultra cool Jason Bourne style non-metallic daggers that look so awesome when you see pictures of it. But it's a bad idea to carry it with you because of the legal, only for the legal option. You know, morally, I say do whatever you can to defend yourself. But legally, you have to recognize the environment in which we're operating. You just can't afford to expose yourself to greater risk. Uh, and then finally, number five, my, my last EDC uh, mistake to avoid would be fielding untested gear. And that brings me back. It's not just the stuff you carry on your person. Like if you buy a brand new item and you throw it in your pocket, I don't care what it is, a lighter or a tactical pen or something like that. If you haven't tested it to make sure it works, like the pen writes and the lighter lights and you know anything else that you're carrying on you, if you haven't checked to make sure it works, you could be putting yourself in a situation where it doesn't do what it needs to do when you need it. Um, I bought a folding shovel once, and the moment I went to shovel something with it, I was digging a small grave for a dead bird. It didn't work. It kept folding. The lock wouldn't hold the shovel head open, so my shovel wouldn't shove. Uh, the, the jack I was telling you about on my old Honda... It was broken when I bought the car, and I didn't know, and it never occurred to me to test it. If you're going to rely on something like that in an emergency, you need to know that it works. Um, and so this goes for any gear that you rely on, whether it's something you carry on your person or something in your car or even stuff in your house. If you've got a first aid kit in your house, check it periodically. Make sure the stuff in there doesn't look like it's so old and dried out that it will be useless. You know, like you've got tubes of stuff in there that have hardened the, the antibacterial ointment or the bandages are yellowed and won't stick to anything anymore because you bought a cheap non-Band-Aid brand first aid kit. You know, whatever. Always check your gear, and before you field gear, you know, take it out with you, or before you rely on it, even around the house, make sure you've tested it. Make sure it works. Okay, those are my five EDC mistakes to avoid. Um, it's been a while since I've done one of these. I feel like I was a little... <laughs> A little tongue-tied in spots, but I do enjoy I love so much being able to talk to all of you. So I really like it when Jeff lets me sit in for these podcasts. I know he's super busy this week doing all kinds of cool stuff for Warrior Life, so keep an eye out for that. Um, we've always got more cool stuff on the way. We did a, a Warrior Workshop for our All Access members uh, on your gun grip, owning your gun grip, it was called, and it was really cool. So if you have an opportunity to become an All Access member uh, for the Warrior Life Academy, I would strongly encourage you to do so. There's a link in this podcast to get a, a free Loot Locker membership, and there's all kinds of cool stuff in the Loot Locker, too. So um, lots of tiers and ways to get in on the fun over at Warrior Life uh, and so much cool information. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful every day to be a part of it. All right, well, that's going to do it for me. This has been episode 415. I have been Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson. Until next time, prepare, train, and survive. 
You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive. Survive.